Greetings, everyone, and welcome to House Mountain Views and to Journey, a fictional account of an anonymous teenager's progress from anger and mistrust to the beginnings of self-awareness. The structure of this short work is based on one version of the Native American medicine wheel and uses realistic language as the teen's first-person narrative unfolds. As such, it is not appropriate for young children. The story is told in four parts, and an afterword helps provide some context. This is Jim Hartzell, and I hope you find this look into a young person's inner struggle interesting and thought-provoking. Thanks for stopping by. Buffalo. I know I'm getting ready to leave. I see all these new people coming in. I know where they are. I used to be there too. Sometimes I still am. The thing is, I can see that now. Like Mr. L said, time to start growing up. It's the middle of the morning and we're between classes. The teacher stands up and points at me. I need to see you out in the hallway. Oh, shit. I know what that means. I don't even know what I've done. But getting called out into the hall is bad news. I know this. We get out into the hall and the classroom door closes. He says, I just wanted to let you know I've been watching you. And I've seen some really mature behavior from you. What the hell is going on here? Is he serious? I look at him straight on. He looks serious. Okay. I meet his eyes for a second. He looks like he means it. This is kind of scary too, but not a bad kind of scary. Yeah, man, but I, I'm, I'm still a teenager. You know what I'm saying? I understand that. You know, if I see that kind of thing, that kind of playing around that you do sometimes, I'm still going to call you on it. I nod my head. Yeah, I know. I just wanted you to know that I noticed. You ready to go back in? Yeah, I'm ready. Damn. Never had that kind of talk with a teacher before. Never had respect like that before. What the hell do I do with that? Something to think about. Feels pretty good. Man, I'm going to miss this place. Janice, one of the new ones, comes in this morning, loud and angry. She slams into her desk and puts her head down. I look around. It's just me, her, and the TA in the room. The next bus hadn't run yet. I get up, point toward Janice, and the TA shrugs his shoulders. I go over to her desk. What's going on? Don't even fucking talk to me. I pull up a chair next to her desk. I just sit there for a minute or two. She doesn't raise her head, but I can tell she knows I'm there. I said, don't talk to me. 
I'm not talking. I'm just sitting here for a minute. If you want to talk, let me know. She moves a little in her desk, head still down, still tense. I stay quiet. Seems like the right thing to do. It's the same old shit, you know? What's that? Me and my parents going at it all the time. Pisses me off. All the people around me telling me I'm stupid. I'm tired of it. Well, I know you're not stupid. She raises up for a second, and then she's right back down. Hard to hear her. Bullshit. How do you know that? Well, we were in sewing class last week, and you finished this really great-looking jacket. A stupid person couldn't do that. Even the teacher liked it. Said something to the whole class. I was there. And you sat down with the sub-teacher last week and beat him at set on the second game you ever played. A stupid person couldn't do that either. So you're not stupid. I know. She looks up at me for half a minute and puts her head back down. I can barely hear her. You think so? Yeah, I do. She sits up for a second and smiles. It's one of those barely there smiles, and it doesn't last long. She puts her head back down again. I don't know. And me neither, but that's what I think. I just sit there for a minute. She raises her head a little bit, doesn't look at me. Thanks. The others are coming in all noisy like every day. I get up and head back to my seat. See you later, I say. She doesn't answer. A week later, near the end of the semester, still new people coming in almost every day. Last week, a guy I knew from last year came in, started raising hell. He looked surprised and sort of mad when I didn't join in like I used to do. He sits beside me at lunch and doesn't start eating. I look over and he's staring at me. What the fuck's wrong with you, man? Nothing, I say. He's really mad now, like he's going to throw something. Bullshit. You used to be a badass. Now you ain't nothing but a... I get up and move to the other end of the table. I look back and he's staring at his food. Not eating, just staring. For a second, I think I should go back over there and try to tell him... And then I think, tell him what? I don't even know myself sometimes, but that shit I used to do doesn't feel right, not anymore. Plus, I know just how he feels. It hadn't been that long. I would have been right there with him, tearing up that classroom. I know if I can't stay away from that shit in here, I can't stay away from it out there. I do know that. And now I'm scared all over again about leaving. Today, there's another new one in the room. Doesn't look familiar. His first day, he's coming in right at the end of the year, and he looks scared and pissed off. I remember feeling like that. I wonder if he'll talk to me. I wouldn't talk to anybody when I was where he is now. 
Then I remember what it was like the first few days I was here when I felt what he's feeling right now. Nobody tried to talk to me when I was where he is now. I'm not sure what we have to talk about. Maybe nothing. He doesn't look familiar to me. That look sure looks familiar, though. I know that look. That was my look my first week. He might not want to talk to anybody, but maybe if it's not a teacher. Maybe if it's, maybe if it's another student. I think I can try. I'd like to help him get started. This feels weird. I never wanted to help anybody out before. Of course, I never noticed anybody worse off than me before. I always thought I was at the bottom. And I wouldn't have believed it if some grown-up had tried to tell me different. I had to see it myself. I'm getting ready to leave here soon. Maybe I can, maybe I can get him started. I don't know. I go over to the desk right in front of him and look at the teacher. He nods like that it's okay if I stay there for a while. I sit down at the desk in front of him. Hey, man, I say. He doesn't answer, doesn't look up. I give it a minute or two. Mr. L taught me that. No need to push all the time. Just give it a minute. He looks up quick and then back down. Hard, tense, all tight and ready to go off. I, I remember that feeling. After a minute, I try again. How you doing? I say. This time he looks up and stares right at me. How the fuck do you think I'm doing? He says. Well, I think it's your first day. So what? Well, I remember my first day. It was hard. This is not such a bad place, man. Sure seems bad to me. He looks at me and then puts his head down on his desk. I sit there for a minute, thinking about the last few months. I know it won't do any good to keep on talking, so I don't. He lifts his head. So, say something. I sit there trying to think of the right thing to say. I'm new at this, trying to help other people thing. Maybe I think if I'm not sure what to say, I shouldn't say anything at all. So I don't say anything. I said, say something, he shouts. Okay, what now? I won't try to bullshit him. He'd see that. I know I would. I feel like I don't know anything real to say to this guy. Not yet. So I just tell him the truth. You know, all I know to say right now is if the staff here says it's okay and you want to talk to somebody who's been here for a while, I can do that. i still got a couple of weeks here. He doesn't answer, just looks past me. I turn my head and realize that the teacher has been standing behind me the whole time. He nods at both of us and smiles. Let me know what you two need, he says. We don't know yet. I say. His smile gets bigger. Right. Afterward. Journey owes its structure to the medicine wheel. 
a spiritual framework within which the young man was operating, even though neither he nor the school staff consciously employed it as a guide for his development. The medicine wheel exists in many forms across many cultures. I was introduced to this version many years ago in a treatment center I was privileged to help create. The version I learned to have a beginner's familiarity with has four points represented by animals. Mouse, bear, eagle, buffalo. They each have their place on the circle. Use of the circle is important because it illustrates the never-ending process of growth and self-understanding. The teens we worked with traveled around the circle many times during their time with us, as will we all during our time here. What follows is a brief sketch of some of the characteristics of each point as they played out in each of the book's four sections. Mouse. Small and fearful, the mouse sees only what is right in front of it and reacts based on its limited knowledge. Bear, the hibernator, looks within. The time of introspection, looking into deeper reasons for its present understandings, and through that, gaining more insight. Eagle, looks at the big picture, soaring over the landscape. The journey through mouse and bear makes the big picture clearer, easy to see. Buffalo, the wounded healer, symbol of wisdom and strength, reaches out to help others. Those moving through this part of the circle bring great value to the journey, both to themselves and those around them. Obviously, it is much more complicated than that. Each of these stages, mouse, bear, eagle, buffalo, offers a wealth of opportunities for growth. There's a little of each animal in every one of us at any time. Recognition of this and awareness of these stages of growth has been valuable for me personally. In the treatment center where I was initially exposed to this concept, we as a staff learned along with the teens. It was really hard work. It was worth it. I hope you enjoyed this installment of Journey. The background music is Cherokee Morning Song, played on the Masterworks Hammer Dulcimer. Journey, along with the Boone series and all my other books, including my children's books in both English and Spanish, are available on my website, housemountainviews.com. I also encourage you to support Union Avenue Books here in Knoxville, as well as any independent bookstores in your area. Stop by and ask for the title or titles you're interested in. If they don't have it, they can probably order it for you. Thanks for spending your time here at House Mountain Views. Y'all take care of yourselves and each other, and stay in touch.